Howdy, I'm Paul Isaacoder, and this is Author's Dozen, a podcast where I explore barriers to storytelling by writing one novel every month for 12 months. Please enjoy. All right, welcome to the Author's Dozen podcast. This is Paul, and uh, we're doing a little bit of a critics collab. You know, we got them critics. We're collaborating. And, uh, and, and one of them's is, uh, is my good pal. Um, uh, she, her, her name is Laura and she's over there. Hi. Hi, Hi Paul. How are you? <laughs> doing swell, doing swell. You know, I was thinking like this, this, uh, pandemic has almost made podcasting easier. Um, it's like, you know, we're, we're in our own separate isolated rooms. And so it's, it's perfect. It's yeah. all you could ever dream of. <laughs> all you could ever dream of. You don't ever actually have to interact with anybody. It's perfect. <laughs> so Laura, so Laura, um, I, I've appeared on your podcast, uh, you but have. you have yet to appear on mine. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell now. us a little bit about that and about yourself and yeah. so forth? Um, my name is Laura Hood. I have a podcast called Church Boy Chat, where we talk about um, relationships in the church uh, dating and singleness and all that fun stuff. Um, you can check it on out. It's on Apple podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sweet. And then I also work for a church in uh, the Burbank area. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And, uh, what do you do there? I do kids ministry. So cool. it's a lot of fun right now during COVID. It's the strangest thing to try to tackle because you, in California, you can't have kids men. And I feel like a lot of other states mm-hmm. are now locking back down and that's also happening. But I was very blessed to be able to keep my position. Um, I'm on a lot of forums and a lot of people that were in a kids ministry position have lost their jobs. So yeah, it's a yeah huge blessing to keep my job. And then... Yeah, so you and I, uh, we met at a place called uh, the Los Angeles Film Studies Center, mm-hmm. uh, which I later worked at, and uh, and and we worked on some stuff together. We um, did. Uh, I think I think our first project uh, was Space Jail. Mm-hmm. Space Jail was fun. Yeah, Paul directed it, and he was a fantastic director. I made slop. <laughs> No, you made you made excellent slop. So uh, you you and another buddy of ours did uh, like yeah. production design, mm-hmm. um, and it was crazy. It was like all these so uh, flats and stuff, and like mm-hmm. yes, we we did have to make a, a kind of vomit um, yeah. uh, food that people had to eat. Um, delightful, really delightful. Good what times. you can get people to do for free. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, so we, uh, we have been friends for, Mm -hmm. uh, gotta say it's gotta be like five, six years now. Um, A little bit over. Yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out in LA doing our thing. So yeah. Podcasting away. And (laughs) so the reason you are on today, Mm -hmm. uh, is you read one of my books and I'm curious. So could you tell people, uh, what the book was and what it's about? Yes. Okay. So I got to read Ghost Town and going into it, I was like, Ooh, it's going to be spooky. And <laughs> spooky ghost. But um, it ended up not being, but I really love the direction it went into. Um, so you start out and actually I didn't. So Paul has, you. do you have the whole thing available for like 
audiobook yeah people to? can yeah oh not not yeah. like audiobook but people can people can uh, uh download it on the on the uh, website okay but you did was it i think you read a, the a portion of the beginning of it in one of your podcasts yes you did yeah okay. i think it was i think it was the one on beginnings yes yes and i remember listening to that and i was hooked i was like oh like i like where this went so it opens with this um woman watching cnn news and um she's watching the anchor say that they are the probably the last humans alive in the world and um then the news anchor slumps over she's she has died and then the person watching um all like follows in suit but before she passes she notices that there is it before she passes Am I ruining this? Um, no, I think it's a little bit after. I think it's a little bit after. A little after, bit after. Okay, so the, so the, our main character who's watching the broadcast, um, her body gives out and then she becomes this ghost. And um, while she's like first figuring this out, she notices that there is a person still alive at the CNN building. This woman kind of broadcasting out for like help of just being like, I'm still alive as anybody else out there. So it becomes her mission to then go find this woman in New York and this in the CNN building and um, kind of court her through. Like, I don't know her idea is to just like be with her as the last person on earth and like help her out. So she starts this mission. Was that? That's a that's a that, great start. That's um, the great start. So, I, I mean, it got me hooked when I listened to it on your podcast. So I was like, oh. Uh, so, in like in like a sentence or two, where does the book uh, take us from there? Um, it takes you on this, I would say, self discovery as nothing, in a sense, <laughs> <laughs> as a person, but who has nothing to base their existence off of at that moment, and isn't willing to look back on their past or like recognize who they were because that's one thing we really don't know much about who our character is we just she you know you don't really know much about her but you know a lot about her as a ghost Hmm. and so when i loved the um the descriptions you would give about how she couldn't feel certain things and because there's like this absence of existence. And so the whole time I needed to be spoon fed that she couldn't feel things because, and I appreciated that because when you are introduced to a character, whether it be a human or um, just like specifically like a little boy or a parrot or a fox, you and your mind have a sense of what it is to be that character, even though I'm not a fox. I can think, mm-hmm. oh, well, I would have fur. I would, you know, have little paws and, you know, a tail, you know. <laughs> and you would be able to connect in that in that way of whatever you think a fox feels like, you know. But with I have an image in my head of just the fox body with Laura's head on it and it's <laughs> it's making me happy. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But I mean, when it's you you did such a good job of guiding the reader through the absence of physicality or emotion or just feelings in general. 
And I really loved that. I really was just like, every time it was brought up, I was like, oh yeah, she can't. She was trying to hold on to what, like that absent feeling of what a human is like, but she can't because she's literally nothing. She moves toward uh, New York. And uh, I guess uh, a large part of the book is just her meeting people along the way. Um, how did that strike you? Yeah, it. Um, so up until so she starts meeting these different these other spirits but she recollects that they're there because of a feeling that she has and like and then she's like realizes there's somebody else with her and because she can't see yeah she can't see they're ghosts they're literally nothing so mind you the whole time in my mind when i'm reading this book paul i like to like i like to visualize (laughs) things right so the sure. only thing that's happening in my mind while reading this book was literally landscapes and nothing and then thought bubbles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, couldn't, I couldn't, there were no bodies. They had no bodies. They were just there. Yeah. Um, first, she comes across the, like, would you call it an author? Is that who you would say? They're in a library. I would say. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm just, I, that's no, why I wrote good. it down. I said author or yeah. scholar. Cause uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she meets another one who is like super needy and I, and it's funny cause you meet them on Hollywood Boulevard and I was like, oh, that's like <laughs> so fitting, <laughs> but I love yeah. that. Um, and then you meet, um, this like super conservative other and just lots of negative thoughts. Um, and then uh, there is the artist. And so there's all these different people that you meet. And then at one point I was like, is this just a coping mechanism? Like, is she just coping with and like, you know, bringing, bringing this as company along? And I mean, you see it in like psychology a bunch. Like if somebody is um, abused in some way. Sometimes they make coping mechanisms by making other personalities or, or people to like comfort them in their imagination. An alternate self. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get introduced to this other spirit that's different than any other spirit. And you're like, I don't know what's going on now, but it was like, really, it was a really, it was the perfect time for a change for a different spirit to come in. Because at that moment, you're like, I think I know what's going on. And then you're like, oh, I don't know if I know what's going on. And then everything <laughs> just gets, but it was like good. It was very, it was, a, it was like the perfect time. It was very well mm. thought out in that, in that timeline. But um, this other spirit is somebody who has their, their sense under control. And she is so bothered by how calm they are and how wise they are because all of her interactions with the ghosts before have been so argumentative and Mm -hmm. like filled with like passionate debate and then this this spirit is so calm and it's like i'll leave when you if you tell me you want me to leave and like Mm -hmm. oh no i'll I'll go wherever you want to go um and it really bugs her and she like wants to know why but the answer does not satisfy her at that time. And so it was just like, it was, it was the perfect time to have that little like switch, but I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, assuming someone has, uh, read this book, mm-hmm. um, the, 
are are there like a few number of spoilers that will like make everything sort of make sense because yeah. so far it's been like very like oh there's these spirits and what's going on and who are they and, <laughs> yeah i don't want to so... i don't want to give too much away if people haven't read it i don't know oh these spirits are are her they're bits and pieces of her her past and that i loved that because i feel like that's so true like we all have lived different lives there's all these sections of our lives that we've lived and aren't who we are now, but made us the person we've become. And I think so much people love to push that down and be like, oh, no, I was never that person. I'm not that person anymore. And then it's like you never give credit to who like who that person made you to be. Um, yeah. But our main character is not very proud of herself in general. And is is constantly, no matter what good she does or progress she's made in her actual life, she only sees the negative parts of her and who she was. And this other spirit is basically showing her salvation. And, um, and it, to her, it seems too easy. And she doesn't want to accept it. And she doesn't think that it's, 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 she's worth that. And that she needs to do something more to earn it and that she hasn't done enough but eventually she ends up well she pushes that spirit away she tells it to leave completely and then calls out for help again and then gets put on another mission what struck you as like uh something that maybe could be improved maybe something that um you hadn't seen before so any improvement that I would, because obviously this is your first draft of this novel, um, but it was very coherent. First of all, it's very coherent. It was well written. I, I thought it was well written. Um, I would say that some of the debate parts are sometimes like with the different ghosts, I got lost in who was saying what because the voices mm. and which is like they're the same person technically (laughs) but and and like that was the part that I was like this they like they don't but they do and so there wasn't a lot of defining like there the different was difference was very little in some of the cases some some of the spirits like the more conservative one was very obvious to know who was speaking at a certain time and then the the needy one on Hollywood Boulevard was easy but some of the other ones like down the line I was like Oh, who's speaking here? And like that was just a little right. bit of a um, thing. Um, Do you think that could have been solved by like dialogue tags, like he said, yeah. she said? Absolutely, okay. that would be an easy fix. Because <laughs> the dialogue, no, the dialogue was was really good. Um, some of it, I mean, I will say, Paul, I feel like you're very scholarly, and I am not at that level. <laughs> and so some of the stuff I felt like went over my head, and I was reading it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well no that's that's fair i think that's i think that's uh and not not that like you know i just think we know different things you know yeah and, absolutely uh, yeah yeah but it's it, it would be uh in the ideal uh last draft a good idea to to make sure that the audience stays with you no matter what yeah. you do or don't you know bring to the table mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's i yeah. think that's good Um, And then there is this, um, like I said before, I loved your descriptors of um, just reminding us that she can't, 
she can't feel she doesn't have a body she doesn't have hands no feet feeling of just like so whenever so you get so used to her just being absolutely nothing which is so weird for a character and like but it's Mm -hmm. kind of refreshing but near the end she starts to get feeling again and it like almost it gets to a point where just even experiencing feeling it hurts in a sense i loved Mm -hmm. that descriptor i loved that just like having ears and hearing was too much at a point mm-hmm. um i really loved that and then there were two little side thing like little side ventures that she had that mm-hmm. i really loved and then they connected in the end with the with the goats on the mountain and then the um the country home or the forest home with the little goat and i and then at the end you see all of them together but they're they're not the same breed, but they're a family. Sorry. I just really loved that whole yeah. storyline. <laughs> I was like, that is moi. Moi. <laughs> yep. Loved it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the, the sort of like metaphor I was going for there was like um, being, uh, being united when mm-hmm. like you know you the first time you meet these things like they're all apart or they're like even like butting heads and like going separate yeah. ways and so um yeah that's really interesting it's a uh, it's and uh so do you think those like side tangents like sort of wrap into the story or did that sort of feel like its own thing I feel like they wrapped in well, but I also think that they were enough of their own thing that gave us a breather as the reader to kind of de- like detach from our main character or to see things through the main character's eyes that she's taking in along her journey. Cause there's just, there is a lot of, there is a lot of dialogue, not a lot of action because she is just, you know, fading or floating or like toward New York. So having those breaks of those little things are very refreshing. And it was like, Oh, this is interesting. It's something a little bit different. Keeps my attention a little bit more. Um, yeah, I would say definitely keep those in. Those are really good. Yeah. I loved it. No, that's a really good point that like, you know, it doesn't need to be like nonstop, like all the time, exactly mm-hmm. the same, uh, you know, plot point. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's good. And I I really, um, I'm really curious what you thought of like the arguments themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so a large part of the book is taken up with like these discourses between uh, the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, did so let's let's talk about like before you had an inkling of this being like alternate selves mm-hmm. um what did you think of the arguments and then what did it do to you when you figured out that like they were um parts of this ghost i well at fir- the first one was very short i felt like the ghost that she met in the library was very short and the ghost mm-hmm. just kind of stayed there and she left so and then the one on Hollywood Boulevard was she, that ghost just followed her around the whole time um, and left when it got offended or like felt like it wasn't needed. Um, and that I understood. And then the um, let me look at my notes. But then we had so then we had like the conspiracy theorist or the racist is what I have in my notes. <laughs> And that one I also understood and honestly kind of got me like really upset because those are the kind of like 
debates or like conversations that I ha- have had before with people mm-hmm. where I'm just like, oh, you know, how can you think this way or whatever? Um, and then that one, that one stayed with her for a long time. That spirit stayed with her for a while. Um, and then there was like kind of reconciliation, reconciliation with that one and like kind of an apology. And then it just kind of like left. And so I felt like that kind of settled well for me. Um, Mm. and then there were, so I think the next one, and it's 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 interesting to know which ones you know uh, stick out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the one after that, I believe, was in Vegas. Uh, a sort of yeah. And so the way I the way I frame the one in Vegas is that it's like very into like sensation and pleasure. Oh and yes, like that's that's the yes. point of life. Yes. Yeah. There's let I I feel like that's so funny because I feel like I didn't I. I didn't define those as much. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a tough thing about, you know, again, that's first so draft, but no, it's okay. No, no it's really bad. good because the other ones I was like, do, 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 writing all my notes. Yeah. Then... yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when you are, um, not defining mm-hmm. these characters as like named, uh, you know, entities, um, yeah, that can be, that could probably be really confusing as a reader. You know, no. I wrote this, I know what it is. Um, but <laughs> so. No, I just, I, I feel cause like she has that feeling of hunger mm. or like what she remembers to be hunger. And then she like spots, mm. she like, there would not spots them. They're just there. But, yeah. um, that's so funny that I didn't write it down. I apologize. <laughs> um, so maybe no, that's, don't worry that's, about it. <laughs> That's a no. Here's That's the thing. A note, so I guess. <laughs> no, listen. Hey, there's actually a few things that like you've given me some notes without uh, actually realizing it. Oh, hey. Um, and so Good. yeah, I'm I'm saving one. I don't know if I should say it now. Okay. Um, but you keep referring to the ghost as a she. Um, oh. What What gave you that impression? Wait, was she not a girl? I never, I never defined, I, I purposefully kept it uh, vague. You? So, yeah. So, no, it's very interesting because that was uh, one thing I was really going for was that, uh, you know, you could identify uh, with this person um, on like a gender, uh, gender neutral um, basis. And it's so, That's it's so, so interesting that, that, you know, you identified uh, the ghost as female um, because it certainly could be. Um, I guess I didn't is, know. I guess I didn't. Well, it's no. It's interesting because a lot of a lot of guys will come to a story and just assume that the character is male until told mm-hmm. otherwise, and right. you know the same can happen with female uh, assumptions. And so, yeah, well, that's really I, interesting. I love. I that. guess that um, the whole time I didn't, I didn't for sure know, but I kept trying to find hints. And then the one that <laughs> I felt gave it away, and like which is at the end of the book, but made my decision that it was a female was when they were visiting her childhood home, its childhood home. Um, And (laughs) there was a comment made about um, the, the elementary and, and its bangs and how the bangs were straight across. And for some reason in my mind, I was like, that is how like every little girl in elementary has these bangs that are just straight. 
Some someday someday I'll show you those uh, for for me because uh, I had those like grade I had those I had those grade school you know they're like a circle of like uh, kindergarten first grade second grade and then it goes to the middle one with like the graduation yeah. photo um, and yeah it is a it is it is some ups and downs and mostly downs so <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there's goodness that, there's awkward years in there um, that's so yeah, funny yeah. I guess I just assumed. No, that's hilarious. I, I no, I, I really, I, I really appreciate that. that because I mean, you picked up on clues and interpreted them, and so that's that's. I mean, you know, again, I, you know, if if it was vague enough that uh, you know you could map onto it, yeah. um, that mission accomplished. So hey, there we go. Hey. Um, but I did. I will <laughs> say this. I will say this, and this isn't good or bad. This isn't anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I saw a lot of you in this. Sure. Just like knowing you. And I was just like, oh, that reminds like that. I feel like, you know, which is obvious, like when you write things or when you create things, you take things for your your own life. But like, I like, I definitely like saw you in this a lot. I don't know. That's the fun of it for me. Mm -hmm. Like not to be too self-absorbed, but um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, if I wanted to, I mean, if I wanted, you know, interesting characters to be a certain way, I would be that way in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I would, I try to act, you know, the way that I want uh, a character to act. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, each person has their own thing that they find interesting. And for me, it's arguing with myself. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so funny. Let's see here. Um, some other, uh, we have this like sort of hippie gentleman. Oh, um, yes. Yes. The go with the or, flow. The yeah, kind not, of aloof yeah. a little yes. bit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, yeah. So we've, we've got a, we've got a few different things and then they meet the sort of different ghost. And mm-hmm. um, I guess like, where does the book come down for you in like, what statement is it making about life? And did that like, did that jive with your experience, or did where did you ever find yourself like disagreeing with how the book landed? Or I'm I'm just interested. No, I I like where the book book landed. Um, for a while, I was confused as to where it was going. Um, right. And then and then everything kind of came together. I I liked the fact that even though she made it to like, I guess, like, the eternity and what I would guess would be, like, heaven in a sense, um, that she was then sent out to help someone else and given an actual mission with an actual possible ending that would, like, satisfy. Because even though her whole journey was to to do that, to help someone out, and she didn't get that, she ultimately is going to get to help somebody and just mm-hmm. um, and being able to fulfill that in her, I guess not life, but like in her want and yeah. need. Um, mm-hmm. But I I like how everything did button up, um, and how it was her decision to make to go there, or just kind of turn into nothing. I guess would that, or just like <laughs> loop loop the storyline over and over again. Yeah, I really I really um, found myself when I was writing this, I really found myself appreciating more and more the person who was like helping her and mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
and I thought that there was no better outcome than for our main character ghost than to end up as a helper yeah. and cheerfully so you know mm-hmm. someone who is like oh hey this is actually what I want to go and do yeah. um, which is not something that uh, this ghost our main character ghost would have you know wanted at the beginning of the story right um, so does is there like a thesis statement uh, like that stuck out to you of like this is what life is about i think it would be that you need to i i think it's the idea that everything that you have gone through everything that you've done has meaning Mm. and not maybe not in a big sense but if you put your hand to it and blood sweat and tears and it's something to be proud of even if um, you don't get a million, you know, subscribers or viewers or whatever, <laughs> you should be proud of yourself and what you've done. Um, and what you have done is, is good, and there's good in, in the bad, even. Um, that's one thing that the main, uh, the spirit at the end is just like you can see the bad, or the good in the bad. And kind mm. of challenged her to view, because like when she's going through the world, it's littered with dead bodies and um, war between military and civilians and um, people that had been tortured and just like gruesome things. But then mm-hmm. because of what this spirit had said of looking for the good and the bad, she was able to see like people helping others or people staying with others' dead bodies after they had passed, even though they were just going to die as well. And just being mm-hmm. able to see the humanity in all of that and just caring for others and caring for yourself as well in all of that. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, you know, as I was writing this, you know, it was, I mean, the idea, I suppose, of the conceit of the book is that everybody's dead and mm-hmm. uh, of this sort of like pandemic sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, obviously we've come a long way this year. Um, you know, hopefully things are just around the corner and there's hope. But, you know, I was sort of thinking to myself, like, what what would be the point of all this if like humanity just ceased to be? And one day we will. Like one day there will be no more people. That's just how it is. Whatever worldview you have, there is no getting away from that fact. We're just going to not exist. Um, and so what will have been the point, you know, like yeah. <laughs> what, like, and so, you know, you're talking about like, um, you know, uh, people hurting each other, you know, uh, you see these dead bodies like in tableau of like, you know, oh, they fought each other or oh, they helped each other. And like, they all end up the same way. Like nobody, you know, everybody died anyway. There was no like, you know, whether you were a murderer or a saint that everybody died and it's just out of your control. And so there's a lot of conversation that goes into like, why be good and Mm -hmm. why care? And, you know, why would any ideology, um, you know, be valuable to you if in the end we will all vanish and it will be as though we were never around. No, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we both share uh, a Christian worldview of like, you know, that there is more to life uh, than life. Did that affect how you read the story? And what, what would be the effect that like, what would you expect someone who does not share that worldview to take away from this? I would say that 
initially reading it as as a person who has a Christian worldview, I was and knowing how your view as well, I was very curious about like the end result or what would happen. And there were a lot of clues along the way that that isn't how just everything just ends life wise. Um, and that there, there probably is something more or it's just ends up being nothing and it all just turns to dust and fades away and you just don't exist. Um, I would say that as a person who doesn't share the same worldview that you and I do, that it would be kind of similar actually in the sense of being like, well, um, I can pick up on the clues that this probably isn't where all of this is leading and just very interested to see the road that it takes or what decisions you as the author had made for an afterlife, if there is one. Um, just because the lack of other beings after all of these people had died, that there just it alludes to either something more or absolutely nothing. And mm-hmm. so I think I think honestly that just across the board that any person would have the same conclusion of being like, well, I don't know where this is going. It could be, Mm. it could be one or the other. Um, I would say that a person with a Christian worldview might be a little bit like if they're a little bit more conservative, be a little bit like, (laughs) where are we going with this? Because, you know, I know the truth, you know, Um, and I don't mean that in a bad sense, but like defending your belief. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very interesting how it ended out too. Cause there's a lot of like theological, like belief systems. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so like, this is very interesting. Like, is it the new world? Like the, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. Like, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. No, that's a, and that's, that's like the, that's the trick, right? Is that a lot of people of any sort of worldview or faith, um, whether you believe that like once you're dead, you're worm food and that's mm-hmm. just it. Um, or, you know, that there is something afterwards, but you know exactly what it is. And, you know, there's a uh, an exact picture. And I think that that's like something I was like very interested in exploring through the book is mm-hmm. the like just the fact that like any hard and fast answers that we have are going to fall short in some way. Not that we shouldn't try to like figure out, you know, what is, what is, um, but that, yeah, if, if we get into just saying like, oh, like, well, the first person she runs into is like, oh, there can't be an afterlife. And so therefore, like, I must be, you know, dreaming this on my deathbed. And, you know, aren't you a very interesting um illusion or something like that you know um and just refusing to refusing to countenance the fact that like we just don't know some things um and also it's interesting because uh it's interesting you mentioned like you know conservative christian belief because a lot of uh a lot of what i was you know writing about with regards to like being incorporeal or whatever like some people believe we just like you know swoop up and we're spirits and we don't have bodies no more and i'm like oh that's number one not Mm -hmm. what not what most faith uh, systems actually teach and number two um without a body you know and without the like sensations that we exist with like man there's a lot to just miss out on there 
And, you know, I think I think that when you have a worldview that's just like annihilate the matter here on Earth and just like swoop up into the sky and it's like, ah, you really want to get rid of all this? It's, some of it's pretty awesome. You know, I'm I'm here, I'm here on Zoom and, you know, I'm I'm yeah. my Zoom background yeah. has me sitting on a, uh, a dry, sandy beach of Hawaii um, <laughs> And uh, the wind is blowing through my hair, whoosh, whoosh. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, exactly. And, and here I am sitting in my room. The waves you know, are rolling. And, and like imagining, you know, what it could be like to be in that sensation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want that. I really do. Um, and so, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing when yeah. we, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing when we say like, you know, what would be the ideal um, of the after life and so yeah i don't know i don't know it's interesting i think the main character is proven mm-hmm. wrong with her his or her assumptions um <laughs> you you infect yeah exactly well no i mean that's the thing <laughs> is like I'm once you get an image in your head too. like it's very hard to knock it out unless you have like uh you know someone arguing uh for the contrary um so yeah um was was there mm-hmm. anything else that like stuck out to you I would say like the the ending ending and all of the visuals that were around her and just like the completeness that she felt um, that stuck out to me. There is also um, an instance before the end, her first parting or like the parting with the last spirit um, when mm-hmm. she's starting to feel again and that the way that was written was so captivating and I was just like I was so hooked um just just because the whole time we you had been reminding us like I can't like this person this thing this ghost this being can't feel anything doesn't have a body just can't have hunger pains can't be really mad, you know? And then suddenly it's all these things at once. And I just, that really stuck out to me and kind of burned in my brain. And it was just like, it's not even any one visual, but just like kind Mm. of like this like burst of like light that's just like almost overwhelming. And that's how I visualize it. But it was, it was really well written. written. (laughs) And so. No, it's, uh, yeah, having, um, There, the the funnest times I have when writing are those like kind of ecstatic moments where it's like something is, uh, you know, there is, I don't know, it's it's worth like just being um, over the top sometimes, and uh, you know just just really going for it because I mean there's too much like safe work yeah. out there, and uh, I think there's something really. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there's really something valuable about just your first draft, just like swinging, you know, like a lumberjack, you know, like, uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're swinging for the fences. It, you're not so much concerned yeah. with like, uh, I got to hit the ball every time, but like when I do, it'll, it'll go. And so I think, I think that's really, I think that's really awesome that that affected you that way, because mm-hmm. that's what I felt like when I was writing it. Um, and I think that there's, if we're not evoking emotion, like, what are we doing here? So, <laughs> yeah. I would also say that, um, 
you should i i would urge you to keep that main character gender gender neutral feel like characters insert themselves because you didn't write it any gender because oh. it is a spirit like there is exactly. no gender yeah. to that person it really doesn't matter what they were before but mm. it also gives this blank space for the reader to fill and um just really connect with that more just because there isn't a lot to connect mm. with and i think that's what putting myself in there and being like oh this like could be me it made me connect more with the main character because they're yeah. like like We've been yeah. talking about there is not a lot about them for us to connect with. That is something that like people use a lot. Like um, the novel Rebecca, um, they never name the uh, main character, um, so you can sort of like you know transpose yourself onto her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's there's a number of like I don't know. There's a number of things that. Um, you know, do emerge about the character just because of like who they run into and like what they react against and like eventually what it's revealed is like who they used to be. Um, and uh, I, this, this was probably like one of my favorite character portraits, like despite the fact that it's a genderless, like nothing, just like a soul. And like, and this was like one of the most multifaceted <laughs> characters because they are literally like, you know, uh, fighting with themselves. They are revealed to have been like alone the whole time. And uh, mm-hmm. just the hellish existence that that is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, this is this yeah. is a pandemic book. And, uh, you know, I having listened to your, you know, most recent podcast, mm-hmm. uh that that you're doing right now um it's it's really cool to have people out there who are like you know what we're all feeling it right now like we're all alone and we're all like you know but we don't have to be and so you know just just uh being um mm-hmm. being open with the uh struggles that we all face um is what brings us into knowing that we're not alone and that you know the um the things that we think are Mm -hmm. like specifically bad and wrong with our life. Like everybody thinks that. And I think one of the best things that, you know, uh, your projects and your work, um, as well as just like narrative in general can do is to get you inside the head of someone else and be like, Oh yeah, they're like, they're messed up too. They're, you know, I can, I can more fully understand myself because I yeah. more fully understand this like other fictional person. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun time and I like what we do. It's great. I have a question for you. What prompted you to write this specific idea? Was there any certain thing or were you just like pulling ideas out of hats? One of the, one of the like inspirations and you know, anybody who, has read this and that other book might think that I'm just ripping it off, um, is The Great Divorce uh, by C.S. Lewis. And um, it's it's a number of like sort of uh, mm. takes on the afterlife that again are very like unconventional. Like everybody gets on a bus and like goes to this land where like, you know, if you aren't real yet, then like you can't 
the the grass like won't bend under your feet so like it's stabbing you and like you know if it rains it'll like shoot through you and stuff and it's like and it's it's just these like imaginative uh ways of approaching like what it means to have your soul be like realized um that was really interesting to me and then i sort of started thinking like what is a ghost you know like are they really like detectable by like ghost hunters with their like electronic yeah. readers like oh i thought i saw some move oh. yeah. um, uh I cannot believe, okay, side side note, I cannot so believe funny. that there are, you could spend 24 hours yeah. a day just watching shows of people going like, oh, I felt something, Ooh. and like, I saw something move, and, and you're just watching people react to things that aren't happening. <laughs> aren't happening. There was um, this guy from my hometown, and mind you, I'm from a town of like maybe 400 people, right. like a tiny, yeah. tiny town. But um, there he made like this documentary about his house because like he for sure thought it was haunted and I've never watched it. But like it's just and like he ended up getting like pulled onto like a ghost hunter show for a while. And it's just like what a weird (laughs) thing to do because it's it's literally just like being like one guy behind a camera being just like, (gasps) bro, did you hear that? (laughs) What? Like you can make so many things like not only do you not see what's going behind the scenes yeah. like any yeah. other, you know, <laughs> reality show or whatever. But also like you can make something out of nothing yeah. Yeah. all the time. That's actually that's actually really interesting. Uh so I was I was thinking about like well, what if ghosts like literally can't interact with anything? You know, and you know, uh mm-hmm. what would it be to not have a body in the world? Like why what what joy could there be um and so i started thinking like oh maybe you could like hang out with other people and other ghosts and i'm like but they can't see you and you can't see them and they can't hear you and you can't hear them (laughs) so it's just you're alone and like that's torture uh you know that's like one of the most inhumane things you can do in the world is to put somebody alone in a room and just no stimulation Mm -hmm. nothing and just have them be alone by themselves like it's it's torture. Yeah. Just, just the mind exercise of like where that takes you. Um, and so, you know, Mm -hmm. I started off the story like, Oh, they'll be meeting people. And it's like, well, no, but like, what would you do? You know, it's, it's like a sensory deprivation chambers. Like you go in and like, you'll just start imagining things because you need stimulation. Um, and so it was sort of that sort of thing for me. Um, and also like, I don't know, just the fact that like the world is, you know, the falling apart in so many ways and you know (laughs) and and it really it really will come to an end someday like that's not theoretical um and so when Mm -hmm. you think about that and think about like what what's it for um and you know you think about like if we you know if covid killed every single one of us tomorrow like what what good would it have done to like you know uh sacrifice people in the name of like an ideology and like what good would it do to have done like all this evil in the name of bringing about like an ultimate good? And then it just doesn't happen because you all die. And it's like, you know, and, and it, and it really does like, there's, there's this, uh, there's this parable that Jesus tells uh, in the Bible where it's like, you know, there's this guy who he gets this like big bumper crop and he's like, Oh man, that's awesome. Like I could probably retire on this. I'll just like build a big barn and uh, I'll store all my grain and I'll just like sit pretty for the rest of my life. 
And then like God comes to him in the night. He's like, hey, you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, <laughs> what, what good is all that going to do you? And it's like, and it's a really good point. You know, it's like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. Like it, yeah, it will come to an end. And when it comes to an end, we'll be hilarious because, you know, all of our plans mm-hmm. will just amount to nothing. <laughs> and so how do you find hope in that? Like, how do you find joy? And I really think it is like in, uh, you know, drawing close to, and again, to show my hand a little bit, drawing close to like other human beings and drawing close to God. Yeah. And I really think that's it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. I love that. Tell me, what what are you working on right now? And where can people find you? You can find me, well, my personal Instagram is at LeisurelyLaura. You can find me on there. Um, Or follow ChurchBoyChat at ChurchBoyChat on Instagram. And um, I'm working on the podcast. And then I'm also working on this short film that I... Yeah. It has taken me forever to do. That is because I'm not an editor and I'm trying to edit it. And ooh, buddy. It comes with its you're, own you're, challenges. <laughs> you're learning new things. Yes. I'm I, learning new I, things. <laughs> no, this, uh, that, that's, and that's what these podcasts have done is we have to learn new stuff to, you yeah. know, enable what we're trying to do. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Thank you so much, Laura. This was a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. I will, man, I will look forward to um, hearing more of your work. And uh, yeah. I don't know how to end the episode. Well, let's hang out soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.